exactly does it mean to share your hotness? We all have our own unique spark. We are burning out of control like a wildfire, attracting attention, but is it the right kind of attention? All around us are people who are campfires. They don't get as much attention, but their story, their signature spark, their heat that attracts us close to them, those stories need to be shared. On this podcast, we're sharing their stories, their stories of resilience, overcoming, how to find joy, happiness, everyday people who found their spark and made their life amazing. Welcome to this episode of Share Your Hotness with your host, Lita Green, and my guest today, Amber Peterson. Now, Amber made a, uh, asked a question on a Facebook group that we're both in for business women entrepreneurs. Is that where I saw it? Yep, that's right. Okay. Are you a leader in that group or just sparking good conversations? Just sparking good conversations. Just sparking good <laughs> conversations. And I was so intrigued by this question. I did not even engage with you other than to say, let's just go on the podcast and have this conversation. <laughs> yes. So put your question for, well, first, before you do that, just kind of give a little bit of who you are, you know, just a little, little, uh, little love into Amber, and then we'll go into the question <laughs> and the fun, juicy conversation. I know. I'm so excited to talk about this. So Obviously, thank you. I am too. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Well, I appreciate you inviting me on Lita and my name is Amber Peterson and I'm a money mindset coach as well as a financial professional. So kind of dual businesses going on. Um, but I'm married. I've been married for almost 20 years now. I have four amazing kids and really have been through my own financial journey. And since I've learned so much in my own journey, I was like, I want to share this and to really help women and entrepreneurs and business owners really go out there and reach the potential and get all of the results that they're looking for when it comes to money. And I just, I love what I do. It's so great. <laughs> I have a podcast too. Am I remembering that right? I do. Yeah. It's called okay. mamas and money. Okay. See, I'm, I'm on it. If you were like, no, then it'd be like a calling you out. So good job. <laughs> good job. Already having, having a podcast. It's, it's such a crazy thing that we can like share our thoughts and you know, for me, I've got, you know, like 450 listeners per episode, but I'm able to share like thoughts that I would have, you know, I can't talk to that many people every week. Well, I mean, I can as a speaker, but you get what I'm saying. It's just podcast. Yeah. It's a cool thing. And so you're like giving it away for free, but it all comes back to you. Absolutely. And it's, it's just such a beautiful gift and blessing to share what you know, and to help others live a better life. It's amazing. It is. It is. So, okay. Bef let's not get sidetracked. Cause I know <laughs> we're going to want to talk for three hours on this, put forward your question. That you put yeah. On. So actually this was a question that was offered to me. And so I was like, it kind of, it was almost a little mind blowing. Cause I hadn't thought about it this way, but it said is under earning irresponsible. And I was like, what? <laughs> Specifically to women. Yes. Right. So, cause it's a women's group. Mm -hmm. And so I really, I really love, cause there's two sides of this question in my mind, mm -hmm. maybe as we're talking, we'll have, you know, 20 sides, but on one side, I do not get paid to cook dinner for my family. Mm -hmm. I don't get paid to, you know, do some of the things I did this morning for my daughter that she's like, mom, I forgot to do this, you know? <laughs> and I'm sitting here being like, how amazingly blessed I am mm -hmm. that I am able to 90% of my workday, put what I'm doing aside to put my family first. Yes. Right. Like that is mm -hmm. really cool. Unless I'm doing a podcast or speeching, you know, speeching, <laughs> speaking. Yeah. I'm a speaker, right. <laughs> I can put aside what I'm doing to handle an emergency for my children. Yes. Right. Unless I'm face to face mm -hmm. with a client, even then, if my kid came in bleeding, my clients can understand. Yes. You're like, I gotta I, go. <laughs> Something like, else that's is on my attention. really, really cool. And so, mm -hmm. yes, I've made some financial compromises to have that kind of flexibility, but this is something I'm preaching to women all the time mm -hmm. of when you're working, be financially viable. Mm. And they come with this service nurturing mindset of being a mom and yeah. women, it's freaking fantastic that we nurture because men can do one thing at a time and women come to jobs be or work being or their businesses and they're like doing all the things and they're not as productive and they're not as focused on the ROI 
Mm-hmm. And then they're like, I don't get paid as much as men. I'm like, is that's not men's fault, ladies. That's our fault. We're not showing up. See, I see, mm-hmm. see why I had lots of thoughts. Because <laughs> I, I do it. not regret, yeah, you know, doing the mom things, right? And I mm-hmm. would be willing to make less, but when I'm working, there's got to be a laser. Mm-hmm. There's got to be productivity, right? Okay, respond to my thoughts like we're having a Facebook conversation. Yeah, no. Well, and that's the thing is that that's kind of a reason why I asked that question, because I was like, I would love perspective for everybody because everyone comes from their own mindset around money. And so you pose a question like that and you're going to get everything under the sun. And I posted it in several different areas just because I'm so curious to know what comes up for people when something like that is asked. And I completely see your perspective and point of view where you're like, Hey, we fashion the lifestyle that we want. So if the lifestyle you want is being able to say, Hey, I don't need to make as much right now because my focus is to have some flexibility to be with my family. And you're saying, so that's the life I want right now. This is the income I want to bring in with my family right now. Perfect. If that's the results you want. Awesome. Yeah, go ahead. The thing is I have made ridiculous amounts of money. Mm -hmm. You know, I've done, you know, I, I remember the first time I saw that hundred grand on one of my streams of income on my tax return, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was like, the little, you know, I'm like, that's one of my streams of income. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, dang, trucker's daughter made good, you know, like, yes. and I have walked away from a $936,000 contract mm-hmm. because it wasn't the lifestyle that I wanted. Exactly. Right. But when I am working, I am making good money. Yes. I am making, and I don't have a college degree and I'm not, I mean, I think I'm pretty fantastic, but I'm not exceptional in my intelligence, my skill set. Mm-hmm. You know, if you took each thing I had, it's not, there's not like, okay, other than like, I'm really funny. I'm really fun. I'm like a really fun person. I love right. That. But I'm, but it's not like I'm the best makeup artist in the world or I'm the best speaker in the world, but I'm making good money. I'm mm-hmm. making comparable to my husband per hour money, mm-hmm. who has very good degree. You know, I'm just choosing right now to work less hours, but all I have to do is turn up the dial to make more. And this, I think is for women is because they don't work when they're working. Well, and I think, yeah, and I think in coupled with that, in what I have seen is that they don't believe that they can earn more. I'm doing, I'm doing the hallelujah <laughs> Mic drop, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, in because, my story, yeah. I made mm-hmm. 25000 a year when I put my husband through school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I toy at the edges towards the end at 30000 And, you know, in my mindset, I'd always been told that a woman was not really capable. And the only way to really financial freedom was, you know, how she married well. Mm-hmm. And I really upset the family boat when they figured out that I, on my own later was, you know, making really good money. Not, I mean, I'm not going to say I did it independent of my husband, cause that would be a lie because we supported each other and vice mm-hmm. versa. Right. But, you know, my, you know, what's on my tax return was impressive on its own and my family, it really they really struggled with that. And I had that yeah. impulse, which goes back to your question of, do I go a little bit smaller to make them more comfortable? Oh my gosh. I love it so much. Cause this is what we talk about. Why do we conform our lives to make others happy? Mm-hmm. Why do we do it? I mean, and I think sometimes because we don't want to rock the boat, we don't want to make others feel comfortable, uncomfortable. But when we do that, we're limiting the life we get to live. And let's say it is a family member or a friend, someone really close to us. And they say, well, if I, if I stay small, then they're going to be happy. You know, they're going to feel good about our lives, but they're not living our lives. We're living our lives and it's not making us happy. (laughs) Men don't go around apologizing for their success. They literally gauge their 
you know, as the stereotypical male, obviously there's exceptions and all that kind of stuff, but the stereotypical male is like flaunting their success. Yeah. And the stereotypical female is making excuses and compromises Mm -hmm. and explanations. I mean, I just did it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like there's a lot to unpack of, you know, these qualifiers, you know, and then they, yeah, call why it's okay babes, to make money mm-hmm. and they call us boss babes. I'm like, I'm either good at what I do and consistently successful. And that has nothing to do with what parts of my body you might perceive me to have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's overcoming years and decades and eons of belief systems that we've been taught over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And so right. I think we're coming into an era and we've been for a little bit now where it's like, we're trying to break those belief systems into a, not, and not necessarily, I don't know if breaks the right word, but we're learning that those belief systems may not be serving us. What do we want to believe now going forward that is going to help us live into our potential? Okay. So I'm intrigued why you backed away from the word break. Because I think what, I mean, just the verbiage of the word break, that might be like, okay, are you going to, you know, break what I'm believing? You know what I mean? Like, that's a little overwhelming to, to take in, but it's like, let's look at that belief. Is it serving you? And if not, let's do something to change it. So you're, you're, I guess that's the coach in you. You want to bend people to like make little steps. So they actually prove and go forward because what broke my mindset uh, that I was only capable what of a certain amount was the death of my child. Mm-hmm. And then my husband, well, first of all, my husband died in a heart attack and the financial realities is we did not have you know, a, an, a sufficient amount of life insurance. Mm-hmm. And after a heart attack, you're not going to get it, you know? So yep. there is not, uh, you know, you know, my husband knows I want him alive because I have no motive to, you know, to, to kill him off or a certain time zone, you know, uh, he's coming up on that age where that little bit of term is, is going to expire, you know, mm-hmm. but that I do think we do have to do a little bit of breaking. We you know, bending will get us there too, but it's just something that is intriguing to me because it took me being completely at ground zero for me to question everything that I thought was valid to who I was. And I find that to be a very valuable gift. Yes. And, and so I think maybe yeah, we it, should yeah. resist breaking as much. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I wouldn't want anyone yeah. to go through what I went through. I mean, clearly, mm-hmm. but um, you know, that, that boss that, you know, tells you something you didn't want to hear, you know, you, you're a little heartbroken or broken or whatever. Maybe we need to have a little bit more of that. Yes. Challenge these ideas, right? Well, and I, that's interesting that you say it that way, because usually it takes a pretty big something in our lives to be like, this is not what I want. This is like, I don't want to just coast anymore. I want something different. So sometimes it does take those radical things in our lives or big things that happen that you're like, oh, wait, is this what I want to create? What do you know? What do I really want? Is this getting me there? Mm -hmm. Right. So I don't want to go off point. So don't let me go off. Okay. (laughs) Because we do have the ADD. So, um, often in direct sales, you know, they put Mm -hmm. forward this, you can achieve these things and it's going to be the easy button. And okay. We're not going off point to that. Right. But what's so interesting to me is I would have, I've trained, um, thousands of women. I was a national trainer for a makeup company and direct Mm -hmm. sales. I stepped away from that because they wanted more of me than my lifestyle than I wanted to give. Mm -hmm. And, but I did enjoy helping women achieve what I have achieved. Right. You know, the classic trope. Mm -hmm. Um, but what was surprising to me is because I have this big why back here. I have a husband with a heart condition. I have no family fallback. I can't ask mom and dad for 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. And the buck stops with me. If I want my kids, if I want me, 
it's going to take some money. Mm-hmm. So you know, it goes back to that why, right? Which is kind of where I'm going with this. And so these women would come with these amazing stories of how they needed money. And, you know, that extra 300, 500, dollars $5,000 a month or whatever, how it would change their life. And yet they were not willing to do, I had it down to like, you want to make $300 a month, 15 minutes a day, do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Here's a list of 22 things you can do. These are, here's other things that are not ROI, you know, not income producing activities and they wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. They'd inventory, they'd inventory their inventory to the nth degree and be it's mad true. that I didn't have a spreadsheet over how many colors of blah, blah, blah that I had. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, well, that doesn't make me any money. Those are nice systems. So mindset coach, is it because my why was so big? Cause they're, they're coming with some big whys, mm-hmm. but where's that gap between what you want and refusing to do the simple little things every day. Cause I know that we women are good at doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Why we're amazing. <laughs> yeah, we're freaking fantastic at this. Yeah. My guess is it's something to do with the reactive versus proactivity. Well, there's a lot of different things associated with it, but I think the one thing I can boil it down to in any situation, and this is what's crazy when I was learned this <laughs> and was taught this is that it all comes down to what we think about it, because mm-hmm. what we think and our mindset and our beliefs produce what we feel, produce what we take action on, and then ultimately gives us our result. So you could have, let's say two women in that business. Okay. And you're like, look, I give you ABC. This is what you need to do. Now they're going to come with it, what they think about it. So if they're thinking, okay, if I do this, I can make money, but can I do this? Am I very good at it? Can I, you know, is this going to serve me? And if they're coming with those thoughts about themselves, it's going to produce results that are, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it because they don't believe that it is going to serve them. It's going to help them. Whereas you have maybe another gal in the business that says, okay, I believe that if I do those things, I'll make money. And that helps give her the feeling and it help take the motivating action to then actually make it happen for her. Right. Right. So it all comes down to that mindset, those thoughts, those beliefs. And that's why you need someone who bends you. <laughs> it breaks you. <laughs> Well, and it just gives a whole new perspective. I mean, for me personally, I mean, I have coaches. I think everybody on whatever they're looking to achieve or what they want to do in their lives needs a coach because when we're in our own stuff, when we're in our own head and our own beliefs, it's really hard to see the forest from the trees. It's like, I can't get out of my own stuff, but a coach can be like, Hey, this is how you are creating your results for you is that what you want? And you're like, well, no, that's not what I want. It's like, okay, then let's look at how we can create the results you want. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody who can get in those weeds, those little trees, Mm -hmm. the little shrubs for you, because, (laughs) um, yeah, I mean, when you look at, you're like, okay, here's your course of action Mm -hmm. and they don't do it. You're seeing those tops of those trees. Yep. You're, you know, you're just seeing the, the big outward shapes and you're like, come on, just go do it. And it, And, you know, that's probably a little bit of my personality of, you know, being a trucker's kid. If like you want to get the trailer from one point to the other, you just got to move the trailer. Mm -hmm. And if the truth is, if that means you're crawling on your knees, pulling it by your teeth, I'm willing to do that, Mm -hmm. you know, but good coaching, you know, might help you learn how to like, you know, hitch it to a truck instead of pulling it with your teeth. (laughs) (laughs) A little more efficiency, but I think too moving through the muck of all the things we've been taught. Mm-hmm. It's moving through and past what was given to us by parents and grandparents and great grandparents and all those who surround us and who are all of the same mindset. Like just kind of like you mentioned with your, you know, close family friends where they're like, no, nobody makes that kind of money. That's weird. That's awkward. That's not what we do. Right. Cause they're, it's also breaking their mold of what women should be doing and what women should be focusing on what women should be achieving. And so it's going through kind of years of belief systems to say, okay, is that really serving you? Right. Is that really getting you to where you want to be? And so here's where it's an interesting question, because Mm -hmm. as long as we are saying as women, 
because you mm-hmm. and I are both chicky babes, right? <laughs> that right. <laughs> it's something outside of us that's stopping us. You know, it's men, it's sexism, it's the system. We're making ourselves into victims, which we're never going to encounter the mindset. So even if it's true that 15, 20% of men are not going to work or hire a woman or whatever, mm-hmm. just having the mindset that somehow there's a mysterious they out there trying to stop you does not allow you to address what's happening inside of me. Exactly. What am I thinking that's holding me back in my efficiency? You know? Yeah. Well, and when we think it's something outside of us, we give power to everything outside of us. Amen, sister. Yeah. We say, oh, I give it all to those those guys out there that aren't hiring, hiring me, I'm going to give it all to those jobs out there that aren't going to pay me what I'm worth. Right. But if we realize it's all within us to create what we want, then we have the power. We don't have to give that to anybody else. And then we say, okay, what do I want to do about it? Because we have this amazing brain full of limitless potential. And you're like living example of that, right? Lita, where you're like, I'm going to grow out and I'm going to create something. And you did. And that all came from you. We moved to a military town and I don't have a college degree. And I walked in looking like I had just come from the city I came from, Washington, Mm D.C., looking very professional. And the woman that was the other, my competition for answering phones, which I am very good at. I'm a very Mm -hmm. good talker. Had a stain on her shirt. And her clothes didn't match, you know, as a trained image image consultant and makeup artist that bothered me, but I looked like a million bucks. So if you want a good receptionist answering your phone, it's clear. I mean, it was clear as day to me who should be hired. Mm -hmm. And they offered me five 50 an hour because I didn't have a college degree and they're willing to give her eight 50 an hour because she had a college degree. This is, Mm -hmm. you know, a little while ago. And I was like, why would I even get out of bed? Right. Like, I, I don't even remember in my mind. I think I told them that. I don't know if I did or not, but it was just like, why would I even do that? Mm-hmm. So I turned down the job. They hired her two weeks later. They called me and I was like, no, yeah, no. And I ended up, you know, um, starting a business, mm-hmm. you know, lo- you know, long story short, I ended up just being like, no, one's going to pay me what I'm worth, which, so you hit it right on the head. And you know, as the years went on and I kept feeling bad, I didn't have that degree. Eventually I got to the point where it's like, I will not be making more money if I have a college degree. So why slow down to do that? But really at the end of the day, that college degree would have been a confidence booster, mm-hmm. right? That I would have negotiated better, you know, cause I would have had more confidence in me. Mm-hmm. So if I were in a job interview, I would have been like, yeah, I don't have a college degree, but these are the skill sets I have. Mm-hmm. But because I was doubting myself, I wasn't, I did not see myself in a negotiating position. So I didn't negotiate, which it's I think is something that women do, especially. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what it comes back to un- under earning is irresponsible. And I looked at it at two different ways. And so I think it's so interesting, kind of the way my mind looked at it. I said, okay, if we're looking at it as strictly an economical thing. Mm-hmm. And kind of like the job you went into, if you're like, okay, well, I need the money. I need the job. I need the security. I'll go for 550. What would that look like for your family? Right? So you're looking at, uh, okay, yeah. well, if we're just scraping by to make just ends meet to p- just pay our bills, what happens if there's an emergency in your family? Right. What happens if life circumstances changes? Either we, you know, have more kids or more kids like go and you know, do things in their lives that require money. Like if they say, Hey, I want to go into sports. So I want to go to college mom, you know, and all those different things, but we're just making enough to pay our bills. Is that responsible for our family? Absolutely. I often say my time has eternal value because I'm a mom. Yes. And one of the, one of the things um, that I've often said to people when they ask for my time for free, I say, okay, so I set apart a certain amount of my day to do my job. Mm-hmm. my business, right? I call it my job. I don't think there's anything wrong with jobs because you work them every mm-hmm. day, yeah. you know? Um, and so I set apart a certain amount of time to do my job. And I set us out a certain amount of time to do my life for my children mm-hmm. to maintain my home and, you know, those kinds of things. And, you know, and now I've even added in working out. I know kind of crazy. I know. <laughs> Love <Super> it. <laughs> crazy, right. 
So which of those things should I say no to, to say yes to you? Mm, That is, and that's a fantastic perspective. A lot of people don't have. Well, and I think a lot of women, I was told recently, because I was pushing back on something, you know, asking more questions about how this was going to be profitable. And this other woman was like, out of 20 women, I'm the only one asking these questions. And she's like, wow, you think about things a lot deeper. And I'm like, no, I'm thinking about them on how does this make money? And you're asking me for money. So I, how would I not ask these questions? Because in the, end of the day, if I spend, you know, $15,000 and I don't make substantially more than $15,000 on something, that was a bad investment. It's I not getting money. you the results you want. Right. And so it, it is irresponsible, like you're saying, to not make a certain amount of money with our time because then we're not giving our family flexibility. If your why is your family, which it is with a lot of women, mm-hmm. if you're not producing a good amount of time in that, you know, a good amount of return on the investment of your time and your resources, you're teaching your kids something that makes me sad. Well, yeah. And then it only gives you so far, right? Because then you're, you're capped, you're limited. And then I also look at as a greater perspective, especially as women and all the beautiful things that we can give to the world, we can't go out and then help others if we're just barely getting by with what we have. And so I just think, okay, the world at large doesn't get to benefit from our growth, from what we can create, what we can produce, what value we can bring to the world. And then I also thought about it in the retrospect of, or the perspective of, then we're not living up to our potential either. If we go into a position, they say, well, I will give you 550 for this position. Is that fulfilling your potential, what you want to do, what you want to create, who you want to be. Right. You know, um, yeah. And I mean, you know, for me in that time frame, I had seven hours a week that I was in being an interpreter for the deaf for 3750 an hour. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I won't be able to do this flexible to that opportunity, but that gave me that little boost, right. You know, to, and, but not everybody's in that position where they've got I've always been that kind of hustle, have different streams of income. I, I attribute it to being a trucker's kid, you know, because you kind of have to, you know, nothing wrong yeah. with, you know, having a lemonade stand and a job you wear a suit to. There's like nothing wrong with any way you can no. make money, which I think women are brilliant at mm-hmm. because we don't have as much, you know, of this um, status may be wrapped up in our preconceived ideas. So these things mm-hmm. do serve us that we're willing to like have a stupid job that pays well, you know? Yeah. Well, especially if it's one that we stupid, love. <laughs> but one that doesn't have prestige attached yeah. to it. Yeah. You know, there was, I don't remember exactly what it was, but saying something that, that more women would be willing to be trash collectors that, you know, that gave them flexibility, let them work around their kids, even though people don't look up to trash collectors, which I think we totally should, you know, we would be lost without them. (laughs) Um, Well, societies without that definitely have a problem. And all you have to do is travel to third world countries to experience what, what that looks like, but um, that women don't have tend to have an issue with that. So that's the thing that is good because they're willing to sell the weird gadget Mm -hmm. and it gives them flexibility but then they're not watching their numbers to make sure that they're profitable, especially when we're talking about our own businesses or negotiating for a job. Exactly. Exactly. Where it's that mindset again, once again, where it's like, oh, if I just make this amount, then I, then it'll be okay. And they don't look beyond of what else is possible. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And so I, it's, you know, it's funny when people give me credit for having achieved what I've achieved. I also kind of look at, well, I was forced against a wall. And I either had to figure out, you know, if my husband dies again, mm-hmm. here's the raw numbers. And uh, I don't really want to get remarried because I really like him, you know, to solve my problems. Though <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, so marriage is a solution to problems. It's not. You know? <laughs> uh, I mean, if you marry a great person, you know, obviously that it makes still takes work. <laughs> Obviously that makes life a lot easier, but it's not going to solve your problems. Exactly. Um, 
I, you know, I kind of keep toying with this idea of how, how do we present to women this? I mean, this is your whole business, right? But Mm -hmm. how do we present to women? You're not a victim. You are capable, even if you don't have da, 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 you know, and maybe it's just, you know, making sure we're having conversations like this and sharing, you know, um, getting away from the Insta, look how successful I am. Mm-hmm. I hate it when women are like, I don't even know how I got here. I'm like, then shut up. You're like, the whole point of getting there is telling others <laughs> how to do it too. So they can, you know, benefit right from that. Right. Yeah. But it's like almost like the concept of hard work is un is unglamorous. And maybe that's just in the direct sales mm. space, you know, but I gave up for, I would say at least an eight to nine year period all personal pursuits Mm -hmm. to build my empire, you know? Yes. Um, But I did that because I felt like I had a timeline, you know, that my husband's heart was ticking. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I didn't know 14 years later that yes, thank God he's still here, Mm -hmm. you know, but um, you know, in some ways, you know, you wish you could just kind of put that in people like the sense of urgency to be financially in a place that you can, you know, you said about giving back and it's not just what you're giving back through your business, but you're giving back Mm -hmm. through your children, what you're giving back Mm -hmm. through the ability to not be stressed out. Yes. And I think just that alone saying, okay, even if I just don't want to carry the stress of like, are we going to pay our bills? Are we going to be able to you know, afford this, just even that alone, I think would open up so many possibilities Mm -hmm. for women. And it's so interesting because once again, I think it comes back to that belief in the mindset they've been carrying all their lives where they say, oh, we only need to make so much. We only need to get by. We only need to be self-reliant. Why should I make more? Because I think it hasn't been opened up to what are the possibilities of more look like? And it's not so much because I think a lot of women have this thing like, I shouldn't want more. I should just be grateful for what I have. You know, I shouldn't go for more. But the who we become, what we can expand to do to create more is something that I don't think we talk about, like who we become as people with expanding and growing and what we can create and the value we can create the money then comes like, it's not just something that just happens. It comes. And then what we can do with that, especially as women, our caring nature is just natural, you know, that come to us that we want to give, we want to serve, we want to love. I mean, how much more of that can we do with an abundance? Right. Right. And I think the question of more is interesting too, because, um, you know, more isn't always more, you know, you can make any amount of money you want in life if you're willing to give up a certain amount of time to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. But I also, yeah, but I also think it, it all depends on what they want. What's their lifestyle? What do they want to right. create? What do they and want? And so if, you know, you know, we've all heard of the, you know, the old thing, you know, people when they're old, they're not like, oh, I wish I spent more time at the office. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, but um, I see my family relationships literally having been eroded by the mismanagement of money. Mm-hmm. Well, and how many divorces happen because of right. money? And, you know, because money, I think, is a spiritual thing that if someone's willing to cheat you on money, then what else are they cheating you on? Mm-hmm. Their, their honesty, yes. Their, their loyalty, their fidelity, you know? Um, if my husband lost, you know, money, you know, just dropped it somewhere. I wouldn't be nearly as upset about it if he hadn't, but if he didn't tell me about it, Mm. that'd be a problem. Mm -hmm. If he made a mistake or had a failure with how he invested something that would not being told about it would be the bigger issue. Yeah. Because once you know about it, then you can find solutions for it. Right. But that what makes money so spiritual is because we attach so much value to what it can get us. Mm -hmm. So what are they spending money on? And if you're willing to steal money, then clearly that relationship is not about the money. Yeah. 
you know? Well, and that's, and that's the interesting thing about money is that money really literally is a tool that we can use. And so it's not so much about having the money, but it's what do we, who we are, what do we create? And then money's just kind of like, uh, showing the result of that, if you will. So just like you said, you know, if someone's willing in a relationship to not be truthful about money, what's going on in that relationship? What is really the catalyst there? What's going on there? And the money's just showing, Hey, this is kind of an issue. This is what's a problem. We're, we're seeing this with our money. Okay. What's going on here? You know, in the relationship, yeah, I like how you kind of personified the money. You know, just like, hey, I'm over here just telling you stuff. <laughs> this is the results you're creating. I don't yeah. lie. These are the numbers. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that's the thing is the the math of it mm-hmm. is is showing you. I mean, when I'm when I would be teaching, you know, women to help them give themselves raises, I'd be like, okay, so if you're working when you work. You, you're able to say, I worked from nine to 11, mm-hmm. you know, well, my kid was in preschool or whatever. Um, or, you know, I get to work from nine to three now. Cause you know, my kid's a senior. I think that's really oh. rude of her because I <laughs> have to work more. <laughs> you're like, stay small. <laughs> yeah. Just stay at home. Cause then I can be like, sorry, my kid's home. I can't, I can't work. Um, <laughs> no, but you know, so I know how many hours, like I'm working. Yeah. And then I can look at my income at the end of the week to my expenditures and then divide that by, you know, the 20 or 30 or 40 hours or 80, you know, hours a week that I'm working. And if you're making, you know, if you're working full time in your business and you end up making 500 bucks a week, you're not making a lot of money. And you could be bragging on Instagram. I made $500. Well, I managed my family. I'm like, did you? Cause you looked like your phone was in your, your face was in your phone. Right. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. It's the, that's why I think it's you know, but if you're trying to do all the things, yeah, then you're not really sure when you're working and you're eroding those relationships. And mm-hmm. so being a boss babe, which y'all know that I don't like that term. <laughs> um, is not as lying to those numbers. And you were like embezzling from your business because you're not giving it fidelity when you are working your business, just like you're not giving your marriage fidelity. If you are like in bed, you know, on the phone, not giving right. your kids yeah. eye contact, you're not giving anybody loyalty. Yeah. And that's a, that's a great thing about numbers in finances. It doesn't lie. It's what it is. And, you know, if you have someone that's working full-time made $500 in their business is like, that, is that the life you want? Is that really getting you the relationships you want? Is that really getting you the income? Is that really getting you? And I don't really like calling it a work-life balance, but is it getting the lifestyle you want? Like, do you want to work 40 hours for $500? Is that the life you want? Is that the effort you want to put in? You know, and I think that sometimes we'll, women don't really understand or realize that they're putting forth all this effort and is it getting them what they want? Right. Which goes back to, do you know your numbers? Which yeah. I heard someone say one time, that's step number one of owning a business. Well, yeah, because is what you're putting in getting you what you want? If you're putting in 40 hours a week and you're only making $500, is that what you want? Right. You know, and if yeah. it's not, and you know that, and you can see that on paper, you're like, okay, then I can make a change. Right. And so then if you're looking at what, what your numbers are, you know, so even though I've made ridiculous, you know, paralleling my husband lawyer amount money, I know how much money I'm making an hour now. Mm -hmm. And it is more than I would get with the degree that I sought. So that's that's a win. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's a win, you know? Mm -hmm. And you know, so I don't have to compare. There's a, there's a beautiful confidence thing that comes from it. Cause I don't have to hold my head down mm-hmm. that, you know, I'm not making a quarter of a million a year right now because I know what I'm making per hour. And I made that decision. So yes, you can make mm-hmm. the decision the, that I'm under earning what my overall potential is, but my hourly to work is that lifestyle. 
Right. And that's what's really key there is because you have the lifestyle you want. It's creating the results you want. So yeah, you said, yeah, if I really wanted to, I could probably go make quarter of a million, half a million, million dollars a year, whatever you wanted to. Well, right? I've never made a half a million a year. So I don't know, but, but I've possible. walked from a million dollar contract. Yeah. But the thing is true that I prize my, my lifestyle so much mm-hmm. that maybe that's, that's where I'd have to hire a coach to be like, okay, get me from that willingness to, you know, cause I look at it and I go, I look at how hard I was working at the quarter of a million, you know, before taxes, blah, 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 all that, you know? Yep. And though I feel like I was a good wife and mom, and though I felt like I was focused there, I was working more than I wanted to. And maybe it's because mm-hmm. I was with people that I didn't want to be with as much. <laughs> well, no, but that's, isn't that a great realization for you is saying, look, I want to work this many hours, even though it's not as much as I could earn because this is the life I want. And yeah. that's okay. But it's, it's an interesting thing to be like, cause I kind of have that like, oh no, I don't want to do a half a million because then, but cause I only know what it is that I did before to mm-hmm. give me what it was. So I'd have to do double of that, but not necessarily. You know, what's crazy about that. So I was actually listening to my coach this morning. She makes 50 million a year. Well, I and- feel really bad for her. How does she manage <laughs> to make ends meet? But what's crazy about that? Because I think that's a belief that can come up that I have to work harder if mm-hmm. I want more. And she's kind of breaking that mold by saying she works less. She works far less than other people and she makes way more. Well, she's obviously magnifying the efforts of others. Yeah. But I'm so it's so fascinating that sometimes we get into even a belief system that I have to work harder if I want more. Uh And she's like, that's not necessarily the case. That's just a thought and belief that you're holding on to. Right. So obviously she's got a business model because like my business model is I get paid when I'm on a stage. Mm-hmm. I get paid when I'm putting mm-hmm. makeup on people. I get paid when I'm delivering a workshop. So duplicating my delightfulness, <laughs> you know, is, is, uh, you know, you get what I'm saying that it's not something that I can just, you know, make five of me. No, not make five, but you like this podcast can record the information you share right, and that right. can be infinitely distributed. Yeah, that's true. And but the, and that's that's an interesting women thing is that I do do this podcast because not for a money idea. Mm-hmm. Um, the two motives are to put goodness out into the world because I can give that time back. But as a speaker, I have to have regular SEO. Mm-hmm. So nothing more than regular SEO, which leads to the speaking engagement is my only thing that I need for this podcast to do, but I'm not doing it on anything that says you should, um, you know, it's, it's most, most production companies told me it was a stupid idea to do a podcast, to do my particular style of podcast. Interesting. How do you feel about it? (laughs) I thought it was, I think it's brilliant. Okay. But I'm in a position where I think people are amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's conversations with people that have taken me from being self-loathing to loving who I am and expanding my view and vision of what I could become. And so now that I have a platform and some influence, I feel like I have to use that to give back, which is a very woman thing to do. It is <laughs> very woman thing to do. And if it ends up making money at some point, okay. Okay but it didn't change my motive, but I'm also sitting on a good pile of investments, mm-hmm. you know? So I didn't do the podcast until I was sitting on a good pile of investments because mm-hmm. I'm not that altruistic, <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting because a couple of just things I want to point out there is that you had people saying, don't do it. Not a good idea. You said, I want to do it because I want to do it. And I think it can add value. And yet it's helped blossom and helped you create this platform and not only like a business platform, at least getting your message out there, but look what it's done for you as a person. So once again, it all comes inside of what you want, what you want to create, what you want to believe, because then you get to decide what that looks like. Ultimately, 
to me, connection is a driver, which I think that is something that is for a lot of women, but I didn't do it when I was in a position of stress. Mm -hmm. I was willing to give up connection when I wanted financial stability more. Mm -hmm. And that that's, um, something that I think women need to get a grapple on when they want to be successful in their businesses is it doesn't mean you necessarily have to give up certain things, but you might. Well, and it may even be getting out of things like your comfort zone. It may be things like giving up old beliefs and starting new ones. And then you're asking people to say, okay, there is going to be some change and possibly sacrifice. Then they have to decide for themselves is the next version of myself. Am I willing to do that? And like you were saying earlier that people come in with their preconceived ideas about how they feel about something. Mm -hmm. Definitely in order to become more, you're going to have to gain skill sets. And I think we're glorifying in our society for men and women, you know, to love yourself just as you are. And I'm in the, you know, the confidence space, you know, what my first book was on. Um, yes, you love yourself for who you are at this moment, but you could only continue to love yourself if you respect you. And that goes back to your personal honesty and integrity Mm -hmm. and filtering out, not loving yourself for your performance or your successes, Right. right. But your intention and honesty in those tasks, you know? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Love of yourself conditional, but you can't lie to you and not be undermining your self-confidence. Oh, I'm so yeah. amazing. I'm so good at everything I do. And then you see your bank account. You well, know? Or even saying, because here's your bank my account, you know, like yeah. If you're putting yeah. yourself as a business person that's successful yeah. and yeah. you're on welfare, it's like, yeah, you, that's going to erode your self-confidence. Right, right. Because you have evidence that you're looking at saying, okay, what does this really mean about me? Yeah. So you have to turn to being a narcissist, which I don't think is a mental condition. It's an emotional choice in my opinion, you know, um, because there's a lot of people that, uh, I think that's rude to people that have mental illness. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of people have mental illness are still very kind people, Mm -hmm. but yeah. And I, I think another, yeah. Perspective on that too, is that we are expansive beings. We're not meant to coast. We're not meant to just stay in one spot and say, okay, I'm good for the rest of my life don't need anything else. Right. <laughs> if we've ever done, like, if we have kids that want to sit and play video games all day, like eventually they're like, okay, like I probably should do something, you know? And yeah. I think we're, we need to realize that if we're not expanding, if we're not growing, if we're not growing ourselves, then we're not going to find that fulfillment always that we're looking for. So yes, love yourself. Now don't tear yourself down because you're not achieving something or you don't have a certain amount of money in your bank account. You need to have enough love and confidence in you to say, I can become, and I am becoming, and I love where I am right now, but think of all I can expand to be as I move forward. And the more we do expand and grow, I think the more self-confidence, the more love we have for ourselves because we're becoming more of who we want to be. Yeah. Cause I, I know five years from now, I'm going to look back and be like, Oh, Lita, <laughs> you know, you figured out a lot of stuff, um, but you know, I can like you now, but I, I think what you've said a really good job of kind of sharing is the answer to the question of if you're under earning is if you know, you're under earning, if you, and you know don't that, want to be, and you know that you're intentionally minimizing what you could do, then yeah, that's irresponsible. Yeah. Cause it's limiting you and your growth and who you can be. Cause you're not expanding. Like you were yeah. saying, you're not mm-hmm. growing. And if you're intentionally saying this is good enough, I don't need any more because I'm not worthy of that because I'm a exactly. woman, because I'm da da da, you know, that it's not about what's in the bank account. It's a, what's about, as you already said, so I'll let you say the word. It's all about mindset. It's all about mindset. <laughs> exactly. No, that's beautifully said. Beautifully said. It's that we're limiting who we can become. Right. And living in a space of limiting what, if it's, it doesn't have to be about money, but money's that symptom of that mindset. 
But if you are, if you are saying I can't become any more because X, Y, and Z. Yep. Well, that's just poopy. (laughs) Agreed. Right. Well, and we, we can talk about it and see it from the outside. And I'm sure when you meet with them and you talk with women, you're like, you have such amazing potential you can go do and become, but then they say, oh, I can't do that because of this, or I'll never be that, or that's for somebody else, or I'm not worthy. And you're like, what? Like, well, this is where I'm a bad coach. And I know this about myself because I do have coach as one of my descriptors of what I do, because if mm-hmm. somebody comes to me and says, I want to pick your brain, I'm like, great. That's 150 an hour, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? And if they're like, well, I just want to take you to lunch. And I'll say, well, you know, I'm kind of past the point where I date because I'm married <laughs> you know? and um, I'm still trying to schedule lunch with my girlfriends that I already mm-hmm. have established relationships with. And I don't know you well enough to know sorry, if I just want Mm -hmm. to go, if I, if my time is worth, you know, that, um, $12 meal that you're going to give me Mm -hmm. and they'll be like, well, help out as a woman, as a sister to another woman. I'm like, I have free content all over the place, (laughs) you know, go, go absorb that. But I know that I don't like holding people accountable because it irritates me so much Mm -hmm. when they don't do it. And if it's irritating me, then obviously that's not an empowered place. Because my solution when I was doing all of this, when women say, well, I just can't do it. I'm like, well, just put the time aside. It's just time management. And I realized that I had this very, is it black and white way of like, if you want it, just go do it. Mm-hmm. Very Straight logical. Why you're doing it, which is funny because I'm, I'm not on that, you know, I'm not uh, what you would describe as an analytical person. You might do the personality test. Mm-hmm but I boiled it down my mindset probably because of the work I'd already done in confidence Mm -hmm. that I just need to do X, Y, and Z. And I get frustrated that people hadn't done the work already, which is bad on me. Well, and that's the thing is that you get to a point where you're like, okay, A plus B equals C. This is how it works. This is how it functions. But then you have everyone that comes with all their mindset, all their, and I'm not things they're working through. Yeah. And they're like, I can't get to AB plus B equals C. So people are like, I want you to, you know, coach me on an ongoing basis. I'm like, no, yeah, I'm not going to do it because I know I don't have that patience. If I give you homework and you don't do it, I'm like, Mm -hmm. why'd you say you were going to do it? Mm -hmm. But I'm a person who's willing to say, oh no, I won't do that. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is you have come to the place where you've decided this is what works for me. This is what doesn't, you know, and you're, you're this, that's the space you want to operate in. Right. And a but lot I'm of people just haven't to got say, to that work yet. I will not say to people, I will do this. Mm. If I don't have the bandwidth or the desire, yeah. I won't do it. Yeah. And so why would I say that I would, to me, that's like an honesty issue. Mm. I'm probably a little bit too, about that, but that's why people hire coaches like you, right, Amber? <laughs> exactly. We help you get to the A plus B equals C, and then we say, right. you know, <laughs> that's why you're backing away from those words like break, because I'm like, just do it. <laughs> yes. And you're like, well, why don't we look at this? Why don't we look at that? And I'm like, just do it. <laughs> but know? I think that so much of coaching is finding out where they're at so you know then where to get them to. Right. And right you know, I love that you're like, let's just do this. Let's make it happen. Let's, cause this is how you get successful. Right. But if people aren't ready, if they can't believe in themselves being successful, you could present all of it to them. And they're like, I I can't do that. Like, I don't know how to do it. I can't believe in myself to do that. You know, I hope this doesn't sound self-serving, but basically what you're saying is it all goes down to your confidence in yourself. It really does. Yeah. Your belief system of you. Well, I was pushing, um, you know, I was, you know, I was pushing, I was, you know, trying to get them, close them for a speech. And the lady said to me, well, I don't see how confidence interplays with anything in the office. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's interesting. And now I have an answer to it. But at the time I was like, how does it not, which is not a skillful answer. Mm-hmm. And I won't take the time to like go into that, but it was so baffling to me that she didn't see the interplay between that. But you're saying everything goes back to mindset. Everything goes back to what you're thinking about yourself. And so if you're feeling that resistance, is that a skill set you need to develop? Like I need to develop more patience and I've decided I don't, <laughs> you know, um, because it's not 
it's not costing me money at this point in my life. It's not costing mm-hmm. me relationships. It's not costing me the, the pain of not having it is not hurting me. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a place in your life, women that are settling for the five fifty an hour or the analogy of that mm-hmm. in your personal life, in your professional life, that's going to go back to something that maybe you should talk about getting a coach, doing some self-work. I achieved a lot of mine through being against the wall, but it was spiritual practices mm-hmm. that I knew that God did not place me with these challenges if he did not give me a path out. And it might feel dark and it might be hard and I might grapple in it sometimes. But I've often said to people when they say, oh, what could you do if you, you had no fear? And I'm like, that's not the question. Mm. What could you do if you had faith? Exactly. What could you do if you knew you were designed to be successful? And I think that is the value of what religious practices can give for people Mm -hmm. um, is an awareness of our, ultimately our divinity and our value to a God. Absolutely. And that's not religion, that's spirituality, right? Um, That each individual matters. And so when you're giving up your potential, is that irresponsible? Well, it certainly doesn't help us create and be, and actually I think we find enjoyment in becoming. Yeah. So yeah, I think I like yeah. that you put that in there because mm-hmm. I, I think I just showed a lot of intensity. I like, cause yeah, you're right there. There is joy in, in becoming more and being in movement, like you're saying. Yeah. So absolutely, you, you, you can have, you know, to, to quote it joy in the journey, mm-hmm. joy in the hard, because you're like, I did that. I did that. Yeah. Well, and I, I, the interesting perspective too, like, and I even heard this this morning, but he said, if I went into your future and I said, this is who you're going to be, this is how much money you're making. What would that mean for us today? Would it help us have the confidence to say, oh, it's already done. I just need to now take the steps to get there and believe yes. that I can, but it's already there yeah. waiting. For yes. You. Yeah. Cause fear, you know, I mean, it says in the Bible, you cannot have fear and faith at the same time. You and so why are we using in business space, this place of fear? Because it's our default, isn't it? It is our default. But really, even though I say I was against the wall, it was my faith that I knew God had a plan for me. Yeah. So good, juicy stuff. I wish we could talk so more good. time, but <laughs> we just got in it. And I know that, um, you know, that women listening you know, can, we can, we can really ask yourself, like, are you underperforming? And even if you're not in the business space, are you underperforming as the the mom or the person or whatever title you might put to yourself, mm-hmm. you ladies and gentlemen listening to, we are, we do not hate the men no. um, <laughs> that you are worthy of great things in your life and being in movement and in growth, as you were saying, and, uh, yeah. you know, get yourself a coach. If you need that, you know, mine's Jesus Christ. And I've hired different people over the years and Amber's awesome. I've only seen ever good things from you. So this is just fun to go deeper with you from, I think we just met through networking, right? We did. And I think it was just over social media, which has been amazing. And so just say, let's have a chat. (laughs) It's just so fun because I typically, um, I will, I will confess that when I had the friend space, I, I filtered for at least 10 years, every mm-hmm. single friend request. And so if that person is too promotional on their Facebook, I'm like, I don't want a friend of business, mm-hmm. you know? So you would have had to have messaged me or, you know, we would have had to connect somewhere, but I, yes. I've not been proactively going and getting friends. I've mostly been pushing away those things, mm-hmm. you know? because I, I wasn't sure why people were trying to friend me, you know, like we hadn't, you know, but <laughs> I wouldn't have even accepted a friend request from you. If you weren't being authentic on your Facebook yeah. of who you were as a person. And I often unfriend because I've been at a cap for about five years mm-hmm. of 5,000 friends. Cause of speaking and all that kind of stuff. Um, I will frequently unfriend people if I see they're only promoting their business. Yeah. Cause you want to make a connection, right? I want, I want my social media to be about what I would be when I walk around the streets connecting yeah. with people, mm-hmm. you know, and I want to walk into your store. I'll friend your business. 
yeah you know it's called a business page (laughs) that's why it's there (laughs) and that's why i'm in some business groups you know because i'm there to network and learn more and connect with other women and give back and all that anyway so much goodness anything you want to share before we uh, tidy it up well i just kind of bottom line like you have infinite potential everyone listening, you too, Lita, you have infinite potential. And I think that, you know, I I love my quote. I don't know if you can see it here on the wall, but we cannot become what we want by remaining what we are. Yeah. And so just to find that within you to then create and be what you want to be. And that's going to make all the difference in your life. I love it. Amber, good stuff. I'm excited to be sharing this with my listeners. And so I want to thank you, Amber Peterson, for being on this episode of Share Your Hotness. And please check out listeners, the show notes so that you can see how you can connect with Amber as well. Awesome. Thanks so much, Lita.